Welcome to Auntie Talks podcast. In this podcast, we talk about mental well-being at work with HR and mental well-being professionals. My name is Mervi Lamminen. I'm the CEO and the founder of Auntie. And my name is Johanna Varje, head of growth at Auntie. Hello, everyone. We're here to talk about well-being and especially mental well-being. And today's topic is the common pitfalls of new team leads and how to avoid them. With me here, I have Haide Nordinen, auntie professional and psychologist. Welcome, Haide. Hello. I'm really happy to be here and uh, talk about this very interesting topic. Haide, could you explain the background of this problem? And as a psychologist, how do you see it? Yes, when I started uh, to work for Auntie, there were not yet so many uh, different leaders, uh, but it has started. Uh, it has uh, started last year when there were new leader packages available. That I had more often uh, team team leaders who were quite fresh to the job, and they had basically uh, all the same problems or similar problems. Um, one one of the biggest problems um, has been, for example, to fill their own role. Okay, how do you think that they should start when they when they come into the team uh, in their new role and they're starting out as a team lead? What are the most important things that they should consider in the beginning? Well, I think first of all they should uh, reflect on uh, who they are and what they want to show to the team, um, what kind of leader they want to be. This is a question which I ask quite often, but. Um, Many many can't really answer to that. They they have an idea about what what kind of leader they they would like to become, but right now they feel that they are maybe not yet there. So um, I think it's always important to start at uh, at yourself how you um, how you actually regulate regulate yourself in in stressful situations how you can stay calm because once you are calm you will stay in control and give also the feeling to your team that you are in control and. Um, in that situation, you are capable of actually making better decisions than when you are freaking out, for example. Yeah, that sounds logical. Leading by example is a very common concept. How would you as a psychologist describe what leading by example truly means and how it can affect uh, how you build your team culture? Mm-hmm. Um, leading by example is, a, is something what is not coming up at the beginning. Like you will, you will notice that on the way. Um, when you start being a leader, that um, that your team starts adjusting towards your role and um, all the all the actions you're actually taking. So when you are not sure why they're behaving a certain way, it would be really good to look at yourself and see what you what you do. For example, how you regulate your stress, how you set your hours, how you plan meetings. For example, um, if you if you are a strong leader. And you like to delegate, or you like to take even jobs yourself, then that will maybe inhibit the um, the, the motivation of your team to uh, be proactive and um, try to be creative and find solutions themselves. They will relay on you and your opinion, and they will always come and ask for help. 
So if you are a leader who's open and also shows that uh, it's a learning process for everyone, I think then it's um, then you encourage a team which is also open. So that they also will maybe admit easier mistakes they have been doing. They will be also maybe come to you and tell, okay, see, I'm stressed. I, I can't take another job or another task on, to- on top of what I'm already doing. Because they see that you're also learning, that you're open for that, that you are transparent and um, that you are having like a like a good feedback culture that means you you give them maybe positive feedback and constructive feedback they see they can just work with you they can be humans they can have mistakes and they can be as they are around you without being afraid of the consequences and i think this is for example something what comes with the role what kind of leader you want to be Psychological safety at the workplace is something that's talked about a lot and what you just described uh, probably relates a little bit to that. Uh, How would you say to new leaders, how can they build a psychologically safe environment for their team? Well, I think the basis of a psychological safe environment is always trust. And building trust is uh, or has been an issue usually in, in the conversations I had, because when you start as a team lead, you might not immediately gain the trust. It's not like a switch you can turn on. So um, this this has to do with um, being being open, like I said earlier, that you have to uh, that you have to, of course, show that you are interested in um, what the what kind of interest uh, the person has, if in what kind of directions they want to go, if they um, if they are happy in their work, that they actually come to you and that you give them the opportunity to come to you and talk to them. So there's often a lot of one-on-ones which just are time-consuming, but they can be worth the the time you're putting in because it actually means that the team is growing together and that everyone can find their niche to operate perfectly in. But they also can try out different things. But in in order to be open enough to feel creative and feel um, like eager to try something new, they need to have the trust that you will be there and um, offer that opportunity and support them in the learning process. It sounds like this is something that's probably uh, easier to do when things are going well and there's no conflicts. But how would you say that when there is a conflict situation, for example, uh, a team is not reaching their project deadline and there's a lot of pressure, how can a team lead make sure to uh, maintain that psychologically safe environment in that conflict situation? Well, I guess for that is, is again, the, the role model is, is important for that, that um, if, you, if you give uh, feedback, if you also ask the questions you might you might get the answers and you might have to deal with it. So if there is a conflict situation and you feel confident that you are a people's person, you can actually um, solve it, then go ahead, try your luck. But you also need to know that this is a professional environment. You're not the person who isn't that alone. So this is also uh, like a situation you would need to ask for help if this doesn't go well, that you actually ask, for example, human resources or ask um, some some mediator from your lead or your manager again. So um, in order to find a good solution for everyone. I think a bad example would be to just ignore it or ask them to deal with it in their private time and just keep their whatever together. And uh, this is usually not helpful. And they will not, this this will create an underlying conflict and a trust issue, which will later on make work so much more complicated in the team. Yeah, that sounds definitely like something I can agree with. And it's a good reminder that no leader should have to be alone either. 
If you're a new team lead, um, quite often team leads are promoted from within the team or somewhere else in the company. And you're starting out at, in your new position. And of course, your work role changes, your assignments and tasks change. What advice would you give to a new team lead on how to delegate their tasks to others in, in that moment of transition? I think this is a very good question because often the team is very small and the person who's the team lead is working with two persons or three or four persons and they all still work in the position they are working in, doing the job they have been working, but just one of them is now a team lead. So it it kind of is uh, is complicated for them to understand what kind of position they, they are in now and what they have to communicate to the others to be seen as uh, the person who has the last word. I think there it's very important to set boundaries, to make clear, hey, I have the responsibility for this project, but we work on it, of course, together. So there has to be a delegation of responsibility and the boundaries have to be extremely clear so that um, the team members understand, hey, this is still the person I know. He's nice. That is not a problem. I don't need to lose my trust over this. Um, but he takes care of it. If we have any, he needs to um, ask for a new deadline. He needs to uh, get new people if if there's a demand. We need to tell him what, what we need because he's the one who communicates them. So I think um, when, when this starts, it has to be clear that the person who takes the team lead actually communicates um, his role and his responsibilities to the team members so that each of the team member can actually um, find their own role and their own responsibilities. Okay, thank you, Heide. <laughs> uh, to wrap up, what would be your advice to a team member who has just changed their role to a team lead or, or manager and they're feeling insecure um, and they're lacking some confidence and not sure if they are performing in their role, what would be your advice uh, how to deal with these types of insecurities? Mm-hmm. Well, I think one one clear, clear part of that is that everyone should acknowledge when they are scared of the new situation. So if you are able to see that this is fear, that you are afraid that you are not filling that position properly, then that is the first step because fear is something what you can actually, you can look at, you can accept that it's there and that it tries to protect you from failing in your position. And um, what you shouldn't do is to put too much pressure on top of that. You are already in a new position. You should ask for help. You should find a network of people who are in the same position that can be within the company. For example, that people who are other leading other teams could meet and exchange experiences. This is something what is, um, as the often called lonely leader, doesn't have to happen. Like no one needs to be the lonely leader. There's always somebody you can reach out to. You have to look in the network you are having from the company, but you can also look in networks you have created over the years yourself and exchange experience what works in teams and what kind of uh, feedback you get, of course, from the team, what they want you to do, how you have to communicate. This is a lot of things you have to start with first, because there are many, many teams who are not sitting in the same country, who have a diff- difficult cultural like a like background where you don't understand many things. So you have to be open. You have to ask for feedback. That's for one. And the other one is that you have to be a, like you, you have to be allowed to make mistakes and ask for help. 
And I think once that is clear, then you can crawl in your position. You have to accept that you are not ready, that you have that position, that you have to crawl into it, that you have to learn. And I think from that point, there is no fear needed because there is, what can I try? I have a really good example of, of, um, of a team lead who is a very creative team lead and tries all kinds of different things. And, and I think um, this is something what you can do. You don't have to be like every other team lead. You can bring your personality, your curiosity, your eagerness to try things out into the team. And if you communicate that with the team and get the feedback from the team, this can be a dynamic which is very useful within the company. But of course, if you are afraid and uh, restrictive, that also can lead to that the people are feeling afraid and and, uh, uncertain about their positions, about when to do their tasks, how to do them. So there can be many little things which can go right or wrong, depending on how you um, take on your own fear. Well, thank you, Heide. It sounds like psychological safety is important for leaders as well in that way that they can feel comfortable, comfortable growing in their new role. Thank you so much for being here today, Heide. And thank you for all of you who were listening. Thank you. Mm-hmm.